What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you with another edition of Ladies, Leans, Lights, and Locks, Week 16, NFL Sunday and Monday. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes a long way for me on this video. Goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Normally, I'd put on a Christmas sweater or an elf happy, you know what? We're just going to go with the straight up skull here in Minnesota, even though I'm kind of semi-betting against them. You know what? That should be a tale. You don't just have to bet on your team. You can bet against them. It's allowed. And the money cash is the same. Yeah, it's going to be an awkward time here in the Lindquist household as I'm cheering for points from Detroit. But here we are. Uh, yeah, I really don't have a lot to add here. Hopefully you enjoyed the Saturday coverage. Hopefully those bets can win here. I'm going to be flying back to South Dakota here, which fortunately 10 minutes away from Iowa. I can take a little drive over yonder way, uh, fire up some bets and come on back. So that'll be an enjoyable experience. I'm sure my family will appreciate that. But Merry Christmas. Make sure you do spend time with those that you love. And hey, you know, it is what it is. They know who I am. Anyway, Odd Shopper, you can sign up for that down below using promo code GIFT, getting yourself 33% off. I'll talk about that later. We got BetMGM. They're the sponsor here of this program. But on today's program, we're going to cover everything. It's a Christmas miracle. We're going to cover Sunday. We're going to cover Monday. Yeah, Monday practice reports. We're going to be looking at Saturday. They're, that's going to be the last day of practice for them here. I'm coming to you Friday night recording this. Normally when I would be recording my NBA stuff, but I don't do NBA on Saturday, so... Might have to sign up for the premium Discord if you guys want to get that. But anyway, producer Jacob, he's here. He's excited. He is cheery, cheery-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready to rock. Producer Jacob, let's get to the picks. Let us begin. Fight. Cleveland taking on Houston in this spot. Joe Flacco is out of his mind. C.J. Stroud probably not going to be playing football, so that is something that you kind of want to have on your radar here for Sunday. Uh, still, concussion protocol. He did get really, really dinged up there, so he is out for this game, and, well, it's going to be more of Case Keenum, who ends up going out and winning a football game somehow, someway there in the great state of Tennessee, down in Nashville. Good stuff. I've still never been, which is really strange. You don't care about that. You care about NFL analysis. So let's do that. Cleveland, Joe Flacco. The guy has been absolutely absurd, averaging 313 yards through the air through these first couple games. Seven touchdowns, five interceptions. He does not give an F about what you think about him. He is going to chuck, and he is going to chuck often. He is going to go out there. He's going to do everything he can to just try to win the game through the air, mainly because without Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, this was always kind of a calculated risk, and it has been a successful one. He has ran the table here in a Cleveland Browns uniform. Won all, uh, well, he lost to the Rams. What was that week? 13? Yeah. Yeah. But then they beat Jacksonville. They beat Chicago. Anywho, it was pretty close to that, but it was an enjoyable experience. He played great in that uh, Rams game that was, but I feel pretty confident about him against a Houston team that is putting Keith Kingdom out there again, that anything inside of three is too short. And it's not just too short. It's something that I am very, very excited about to put a unit on. And just to refresh, if it is your first time checking this out, uh, first of all, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays. I uh, hope you're having a great time. But secondly, leans, those are things I'm thinking about betting or I'm waiting for news. Alike, that is something that's generally around a half unit play, depending on what your bankroll is. You can kind of decide what that's going to be. Everybody talks in unit sizing because it's a very easy way uh, of being able to communicate regardless of your bankroll. And then a lock. These are the ones that are my favorite plays. And I have multiple locks on the card here for today i kind of use it not uh passive aggressively but locks it's a terrible word in general but it just happens to go with my last name lindquist so there you go 
that's what you get. And that just means my confidence ranking high on it. I have a high confidence rating, uh, rating here on Cleveland, smacking Houston around here. Uh, you got a dinged up Nico Collins. You got Noah Brown, who looked really, really good here. But I mean, we're just we're waiting on news here still with Nico. And well, it's Friday. Friday, getting down on Friday. We're going to lock Cleveland here and feel really, really good about it right off the bat. In fact, one, two, I think I had three. No, just the two locks that I had on the card here for today. And this is one of them. So enjoy. This should be closer to four and a half. You move through the key number. If this moves on the other side of the key number, probably be staying away. But two and a half, the field goal, massive difference between three and a half, four and a half, anything of the likening. Give me it every time here with Flacco to Njoku to Amari Cooper to Elijah Moore. It's going to be an enjoyable experience. Pretty much the opposite here of an enjoyable experience. The Washington uh, tank it. Shut it down till next year. Commanders taking on the New York. Um, I was lying the whole time and everybody knew it. Jets. Yes, that is what we've got going here. And come on. You weren't going to come back 14 weeks after an ACL tear. Come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? Anyway, Aaron Rodgers. It's okay. It's okay. It's not your fault. Well, it kind of is because you built up the narrative and then you just said, well, that would be silly for me to go out there. You kind of like refuted your own lie, but... Good for you. Anyhow, no Zach Wilson for this one. Going to be Trevor Simeon taking snaps behind center. Does that inspire any goodness? It doesn't inspire anything here. And Sam Howell going to be getting the start here yet again. Although 11 for 26 against the Rams get bet, gets benched. And Jacoby Brissett goes out and just balls. 8 for 10, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Terry McLaurin, I can tell you one thing. He wishes it was Jacoby Brissett because he actually got looked at by Jacoby Brissett here in this spot. I don't know what it is about Sam Howell where he's just allergic to Terry McLaurin, but like, it's a thing. He'll throw it to Curtis Samuel in the slot. He'll throw it to Jahan Dotson from time to time. He'll key in on Logan Thomas almost too much sometimes because Logan Thomas is older. And I don't know. Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, his PR staff needs to find a way to get Sam Howell out of there and get Jacoby Brissett starting before the end of the season because it's just, it's going to look better. It's going to look a lot better. This game is just terrible, though. I have nothing from it whatsoever. I think the total is pretty close to efficient. 37, the lean on it is the only thing that's grading out remotely decently for me, and I don't want to bet it. So, like, don't bet anything in this football game. I'm going to cheer for Brees Hall because he's my boy. Shout out Iowa State. But, like, so many better spots on a massive slate here of NFL. We've got the Seattle uh come from behind drew lock is that dude for a day at least seahawks taking on the tennessee will will play will will play yeah, i kind of like the word play on that i did there but anyway will levis as many of you want to let me know that it's not levis we can leave that be for now but will levis here officially questionable with this ankle issue Based on what you saw last week, I'm a little bit surprised that he's still questionable here. Uh, against Houston there, took a really bad hit, was down for a long time if you watched that game, and just surprised to see him here. Maybe Ryan Tannehill's like, yeah, I'm not going to steal your football game. Well, Ryan Tannehill is already confirmed going to start if Will Levis is out, so... That'll be enjoyable for them. Ryan Tannehill this season, two touchdowns, six picks. Really nice start there through all of seven games. Pretty insane to see that he's, well, he started in six of them. But yeah, seven total games that he had appeared. Lots of issues there with Ryan Tannehill. They gave him that contract once upon a time. And Mike Frabel, he knows what he's, well, he used to know what he was doing here. It was pretty easy when you could just hand it off to Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry would run that way through everyone. 
Does he have a chance to do that against Seattle in a way that he didn't against Houston last week? Probably. Probably. But as I start working through some of the issues here, Will Levis, there's a lot of guys that have been on the field a lot less than you might expect. One, Tajay Spears, who's been confirmed hashtag good of recent weeks, didn't really get as many opportunities, even though Derrick Henry was struggling. Had the nine carries, had the one target, but we know that receiving volume can be there. I think they'd do well in a spot like this where they're going to be dogs to to probably get him involved a little bit more in the passing game not just third down work not just kind of uh, in relief of derrick henry in spots i think you need him out on the field a little bit more not that i don't love derrick henry and that i'm not going to be cheering for him i just yeah time is undefeated friends time is undefeated as for what i'm looking at from a prop perspective it all comes down to what we end up seeing here on will levis and will levis he's going to be out there Probably going to be pretty immobile out there. And that's a guy that's generally a freak athlete. He's built like a bodybuilder out there playing quarterback. But Traylon Berkshire isn't getting a lot of attention here. 28 and a half receiving yards. Seems like a low number, but I would argue that it should be even lower. And I know that Chris Moore is a, a guy that isn't very good, but he's actually getting some looks here as opposed to Traylon Burks, who the most targets he's received in a game that Will Levis has shown up in this season is three. Three. You're basically saying, I need you to only catch two of those, and I need you to just stay somewhat in line with your season averages here because it's not like a deep, I mean, 15.4. Uh, I need it to be a little bit shorter than that, that's for sure. But that's why you're getting this 28 and a half number. And then if it's Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill probably just going to be handing the ball off a lot, dumping off to a guy like Ataje Spears. But Ataje Spears, over 24 and a half rushing yards. Based on what we saw last week, everybody wants to point to the most attempts by a running back, most touches in a game without 15 yards from scrimmage wild fact wild fact no doubt about it but i'm looking at the over of tajay spears because i do think this is somebody mike frable he's smart enough he'll figure it out he'll figure it out if he's not he's not gonna have a job there's gonna be a lot of coaching turnover here this season that's for sure but paying attention to the prop market here in tennessee want to react to the levis news mainly because ryan Tannehill, he does have his favorites wasn't hopkins to start off the season though so that would make me stay away a little bit from Traylon burks Oh my gosh, my favorite play of the week. My favorite play of the week. Actually, it's not my favorite play of the week because that is actually Buffalo 12 and a half. It's moved to 13 and a half. Just saying, you got to get in early on a couple of these spots. But this is my favorite play of the week and I don't think it's remotely close. The Indianapolis Colts, the Atlanta Falcons. And if you're an Arthur Smith truther, I, are, is, there an Arth, is there such thing as an Arthur Smith truther at this point? No? Cool. Great. He needs to get fired. That's for sure. But anyway, I'm looking at this Atlanta side. Bajan Robinson, how do you have any confidence in what he gets on a week-in, week-out basis? Eight total running back touches for a guy that you're spending top 10 pick equity on? That's that's a fireable offense. If you can't get on the same page as your GM, and it, it's definitely not performance-related, Bajan Robinson has been really, really good in just about every single metric as you go down the 4.6 yards per carry in the receiving game, eight yards per reception. You're talking about one of the better elusiveness ratings. He doesn't break a ton of tackles, but like he avoids the tackles. That is pretty useful. Great lateral quickness, good hands, was an absolute freak out of Texas. And why they are not utilizing him, why Arthur Smith specifically decides to give it off to Tyler Algier 14 times last week in a game that you lose nine to seven, that is a fireable offense. But that's where we're not going to deal with him here. We're going to deal with the, uh, I almost said the Atlanta Colts. That's not a place. That's not a thing. Uh, well, it's a place and a thing. But it's the Indianapolis Colts here on the road. Zach Moss, 
questionable entering this football game. Jonathan Taylor, technically questionable. I don't know why, because the thumb issue, sounds like it's all short up. Now he doesn't have an injury designation coming in off of, well, the last injury report still has him as questionable, but it's going to be removed because he practiced in full all week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, if they practice Saturday, they're not going to. They're going to travel. Uh, he would have practiced then, too. He is playing and suiting up here in this game, and he could not just have the full backfield, but he could be without Zach Moss to have like the 90-ish percent, the Kyron Williams role, the, the Christian McCaffrey role, if you will. And hey, speaking of Trey Sermon, 17 carries there in relief of Zach Moss after he got dinged up with that forearm. We'll see if he ends up suiting up here. It is a forearm, which tells me, hey, if you can hold on to the football and keep it secure, you're playing. If you can't, you're not. It seems pretty simple to me. I guess if it's broken, that would suck too. Don't play if it's broken. Zach Moss, you made yourself some money with somebody coming off of this season. Pack it in. Pack it in, pack it in. Let me begin. I don't. I can be winning. I forgot the words. That's a sin. Here we go. Jonathan Taylor, friends. Anytime touchdown, this is the best play on the board. It's not remotely close. I know it's minus 145. I already fired it to the sun. Some of you are saying, oh, minus 145. Baseball, that was never a problem. Nobody had a problem with me firing up minus 145 in the baseball streets. So fire up the best touchdown play of the entire week. Jonathan Taylor could be out there 90% of the time. If he is ready to rock, and if he is, it's not a lower body injury. He, Trey Sermon is not going to steal carries from a guy, Jonathan Taylor, who just got paid in the middle of the season. It is absolutely going to be all of him against an Atlanta defense that is regressing every week. And also, it's led by Arthur Smith, who um, couldn't lead anybody at the moment. A dog on a leash, if you will. <laughs> well, I guess it would depend what dog. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown, minus 145. Lock it in. That's at FanDuel Sportsbook. Let's freaking go. Best play of the week. I have a couple of any time. I'm happy because last week it sucked in terms of like some of my favorite plays. The ones that I like to analyze the most are the anytime touchdown market. Now there are inefficiencies from time to time. Again, Jonathan Taylor should be closer to minus 200 if Zach Moss is out. Probably minus 175 if Zach Moss is there. Again, it's a very interesting balance here. But I'm very confused here. Green Bay, five, minus five here. Going into Carolina, 36 and a half total. So obviously it's not a high implied total here for the Green Bay side, but Aaron Jones could be looking at a massive role here coming off of a week where I didn't know what to make of, of week 15. They they had the kitty gloves on coming in. It ended up being a wonky game where Baker Mayfield just tore up that you-know-what. Aaron Jones, man, he still played a lot. 13 carries, four targets, was on the field a bunch. Pay attention to A.J. Dillon. This is another piece of running back news that could really swing the way of Aaron Jones here yet again. And the number is kind of baked in for A.J. Dillon to be there. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't another running back that they can have come out there. Patrick Taylor, we saw him get utilized a little bit in the passing game there. Kenyon Drake is on the practice squad, so if he gets called up yet again, he did get activated for that Week 15 appearance there uh, in Lambeau Field. But on the road in Carolina, I think Aaron Jones has a really good chance against this Carolina team to do a lot of good things. Uh, do a lot of good things. I'll at least briefly talk on Carolina because Adam Thielen has regressed to a crazy spot. I mean, the fact that he only has 870 yards, that he started off the season at a blazing, ridiculous pace. And now we're wondering if he's even going to hit the thousand yard mark here with a couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, they fired off Frank Reich. They fired... Uh, yeah. 
play calling duties handed over. They've just been a mess. And Carolina, they have no reason to go out and try to like tank in any way, shape, or form. They don't have their first round pick next season. So they're going to play straight up. We saw them play straight up last week in their lovely 9-7 to win victory against the Atlanta Falcons. What a time to be alive. But Chuba Hubbard, at least nice to see him getting all of the work. 25, 23, 22 carries the last three. I'm going to be paying attention to his marketplace, but they're going to, they look pretty efficient to me right now. We'll see if anything changes as we get closer to kickoff. But looking at the Green Bay side, Aaron Jones, you are looking at Jaden Reed, questionable. Christian Watson, doubtful. And then, yeah. Dontavian Wicks could end up being somebody that I back in an anytime touchdown market if I'm able to react to right when those inactives drop at 11.30 p.m. Eastern time, 8.30 p.m. Pacific time, even though I will be in the central time and driving across the border to Iowa. See you guys there. If you're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, come kick it with me. Come get a iced coffee or some shit. I'm sure we have iced coffee that isn't just Starbucks. King's, King's, King's Head. Is that what it's called? Queen City, Queen City cough. I haven't been home in a while. We're looking at Green Bay, Aaron Jones, friends. Anytime touchdown, plus 165 at FanDuel Sportsbook. A lot of these numbers, bestly available at FanDuel Sportsbook. Makes it kind of easy. This is also very, very easy. Signing up at BetMGM. And hey, if you're traveling, if you're going to a legal state, if you're going to a non-legal state, wherever you're going here for the holidays, first of all, Travel safely, enjoy yourself. But also, if you're traveling to a legal state, what a time to be alive to sign up and get all of these sportsbook promotions and be able to fire it up on football on Saturday, on Sunday, on Monday. Whenever you're listening to this, friends, you have an opportunity to garner a ton of great free stuff here from the books. And hey, this one, you're getting $1,500 in bonus bets. So not necessarily free. You're firing up your bets. You deposit $10 or more, and you're going to get a bonus bet allotment back if it doesn't hit right out of the get-go. That is an awesome deal. But then you're also getting two months of Odd Shopper Tools plus Discord access, $100 value. So something, two months of Odd Shopper Tools plus access, something that would be $100 normally, you're getting by depositing $10 or more over at BetMGM. 10x return, friends, on the best tools and content. Myself, Eitan Shander, uh, Ben Raza, Isaiah Suarez, everybody you know and love here on the Odd Shopper channel in that Discord. It used to be $20 a week just for the Discord. Now it's $15 for the Discord plus Odd Shopper tools and, and discount. We'll talk about that too. We've got promo code GIFT going on there. But this is overall for the month, $50 a month. You're getting two of them completely free just by checking out a new sports book. And hey, you want to be shopping for the best lines every single day. And once you have those tools, you're going to be able to shop no matter what state you're in, no matter what sports books you have. You can go to the Odd Shopper screen, sort by Positive EV, and win yourself some damn money. So do it. Claim up to $1,500 in bonus bets when you sign up at the link below and two months of Odd Shopper tools and Discord access. If you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. Skull, baby, except for I'm betting Detroit here. Detroit minus three and a half here at Minnesota. And I will say, I thought we were making a run. Brian Flores had our defense prime. Things look good. Three nothing out there in Vegas. Jacob, producer Jacob, I, did you go to that football game? No, I don't hate myself. There you go. He did not go to that football game. He does not hate himself. You heard it here first. The voice of God. Oh, that was my Eric Cartman instead of Eric Lindquist. It was not bad. Is it decent? 
I'm sure I'll be hearing about that one. But Detroit, friends, minus three and a half going into Minnesota. I might be in attendance at this football game. Trying to decide if my dad I'm flying in tomorrow and Saturday to Sioux Falls. It's a three and a half hour drive to head up there to Minneapolis. Four hours probably with traffic there. But thinking about going to this football game at noon central time and just depends on what the rest of my family does the rest of my family love me and want to spend time with me probably not so here we go my dad and i'll just zip up to the vikings game quick could be an enjoyable experience i probably won't tell him that i bet the detroit team total over 24 and a half when i do because i don't want to get disowned or written out of the will or any of those things because those would be bad things it's the right play. And this is why, friends, I just got to say, Brian Flores, you've been doing great, friend. You've been doing awesome. But you haven't played fucking anybody the last couple of weeks. Let's go down the line on teams that they have played in recent weeks. Cincinnati with Jake Browning. Can't believe that that's actually a thing. Vegas and Aiden O'Connell. That uh, Justin Fields. Uh, Denver in Denver, Russell Wilson, uh, New Orleans, Derek Carr, Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, Green Bay, Jordan Love. It has been since week seven with Brock Purdy since we have played a competent or actually above average quarterback. And Justin Fields, good from a fantasy perspective, it's not. There's a reason that they still have question marks about him in terms of what he can do. He's going to chop up Arizona more than likely, though. That is a conversation for later. But I just don't see how that anything this defense has done in recent weeks is going to compare to what they can do on the ground with Mr. Montgomery, with Mr. Gibbs. And then you got Jared Goff in a dome, which is confirmed kind of a thing. So, like, this is a low team total to be getting plus money on, plus 106 when I bet it. It's probably going to stay around there. Just bet it. Hopefully we win 27-25. It's a weird score. Would that be Scorigami? I don't think that would be Scorigami. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and oh my God, Baker Mayfield. He looked great at the end of that Rams tenure, talked about it at the beginning of the season. Showed flashes, but there was no flash bigger than what he showed around at Lambeau. He was doing his little ho-ho-ho-ho-ho thing. It helps to have Mike Evans, and Mike Evans, my God, having a career season because of Baker Mayfield. He is a guy that does kind of key in on a number one from time to time. And got to say, this is an exciting spot here. Mike Evans already over a thousand yards gets a Jacksonville matchup where they have not been uh, competent against the pass all season long. 256.6 passing yards per game, 29th in the NFL. There are 32 teams in the NFL, in the NFL confirmed. So just throwing it out there, that friends is not very good. As we are looking here, are there 32? Yeah, 30 teams in the NBA, 32 in the NFL. Just had to double check in my brain. Tell you what, doing lots of cross coverage, lots of cross coverage. Well, Jacksonville, this could be an absolute stone cold disaster. I know Trevor Lawrence wants to play in every single football game. I understand that he wants to be Mr. Tough, but concussion protocol, I have no idea whether they're going to let him out of this thing or not. And it's the ankle issue. It was a high ankle sprain from two weeks ago. So he's got some body parts that are hurting. Weird way of phrasing it. But Trevor Lawrence here, uh, I mean, he went to Baltimore. We're not going to learn a whole lot about or hosting Baltimore. And then at Cleveland, the Cincinnati game, he actually played well. They just end up losing a shootout, 34-31. I don't know what to tell you, friends. This is just one of those spots where you just put a half unit on Tampa Bay. Trust what you're seeing. Trevor Lawrence, if he doesn't play, it's C.J. Beathard. And I know C.J. Beathard looked good for like three series and everybody wants to lose their mind. Everybody wants to lose their mind about C.J. Beathard. He's a career journeyman for a reason, people. It is what it is. And uh, he might beat hard to the beat of his own drum 
but he's still CJ Beathard. Tampa Bay Moneyline, friends. Phrasing. It's a thing, Eric. Phrasing. Phrasing. It's what Archer taught me. Oh, I want to pull the trigger on this so, so badly, but I just can't do it. You just can't do it, can you? Yeah, I'm a spineless coward. It's fine. Arizona Cardinals taking on the Chicago Bears here in Soldier Field, taking them on in the revamped Soldier Field, whatever. We are looking at Kyler Murray playing for a long-term job here. I mean, he's got the money already. He's got a contract there, but just do they want him to play there? Do they want to dip their toes into the draft? I think Kyler's shown enough where he's a functional quarterback, maybe, I'm just gonna throw this out maybe marquise brown i know that they have rapport i know that the, the oklahoma connection yada yada but like that has been your number one there, there are better number ones available in the marketplace coming into this season find kyler murray one of them i bet it looks okay and obviously you know kyler murray i i will really miss him running watching him run is truly a treat it's it's like I've always enjoyed it. Kyler Murray, he tries very hard at Call of Duty. Anyway, Chicago friends, we're looking at the Bears side of things. Justin Fields, he gets an Arizona matchup. Yeah, they've done well against wide receivers. You know who they have not done well against this entire season? Tight freaking ends. This, friends, is going to be a smash more than likely. And I, I know that also Chicago, they've given up the fewest yards on the ground this season by a team. That's kind of wild. So James Conner neutralizes him a little bit. Not a lot, baby girl, just a little bit. But we'll head to the field in a little bit. You can see how I live in a little bit. When I look at Justin Fields and his opportunity on the other side of this one with DJ Moore. Yeah, key in on that guy that is always open. And Darnell Mooney can't catch balls even though he's a wide receiver. It's his literal job to catch footballs. He's on the ground. Chicago would be pushing for a playoff spot in the NFC if he could just hold on to that ball and do his job i'm happy about it though i'm in the nfc north i would like them to actually i don't know because they get those two number ones carolinas is going to look really really good i'd like them to just keep screwing this up and then not do anything in the playoffs that'd be lots of fun and hey robert tunyon <laughs> former packer now bear he had the drop there that made justin fields justin fields could have had a ridiculous stat line last week and i started playing sims with this game where i was just kind of like ah you know what i'm gonna run it where it's a little bit perfect well i mean it's basically playing football in a bubble just a cold bubble here a cold snow globe that nobody shook if you will for this football game but i keep landing on the same number 42 to 45 42 to 44 42 to like like the range of the two games that is not the actual score because then we would obviously be jamming the over but i like the over i'm just not in love with it I think the Bears can do just enough. Obviously, adding Montez Sweat matters big time. I think they can do just enough to slow down Connor in the running game. And then the Bears, they're three-headed monster. But, I mean, Deonta Foreman, Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson. They can't make up their mind what they want to do and what their identity is going to be. It should just be let Justin Fields do all the running and let him do it impromptu, have some designed QB runs, have him sit there and just key in on DJ Moore a million times and then Cole Komet when he's open. But... I don't trust either of these coaching staffs to do the right things to be successful in this spot. So I'm just going to lean the over of 43, even though this is what I really, really, really want to bet because I see points coming. I definitely project points from a fantasy perspective because of the wheels here for Justin Fields, but I just can't get behind it from a betting perspective. think it's closer to efficient than what it might be tended to believe. And I know a lot of people are on the over of this game. think I'm going to be staying away, sadly. We head to Dallas and Miami here next. And friends, oh, friends, the narrative for both of these teams sitting at 10 and 4 in their respective conferences. 
They can't be good teams. Well, they're both nine and five against the spread. So for our purposes, which is called betting, they've been hashtag useful. You know what's not useful is when you lock an absolute slam dunk guarantee and you parlay it with a bunch of stuff. Tyreek Hill gets hurt. That was two weeks ago with the Tyreek Hill receiving props. And I want redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Good video game. Also, kind of the segment here that I'm looking at. I, friends, am going to be looking at Dallas on the other side here. CeeDee Lamb should find some success even against the likes of Howard. Even like... Uh, I mean, Dal uh, Miami's defense on paper looks pretty damn good. Chubb, he's pretty good at that whole thing. Dallas's looks really good too. And yet this total is berserk because both offenses are juggernauts when playing terrible teams, really bad teams. I don't have a lot to add there. We've got Tyreek Hill at 86 and a half receiving yards. If this doesn't close over 90 once he's announced as healthy, sweet. And if he doesn't play, the ticket's void. So, like, I don't understand the risk or why this number is being hung at 86 and a half, other than they really have respect for Dallas's defense here. But in Miami, Mike McDaniel finding space for wide receivers, that is what he does. And this Miami team, I think, is pretty locked in offensively. I think that I'm going to side with them if you're looking for something, although I'm not going to be betting this game. They're the rightful favorites here in this spot based on Dallas playing Buffalo and anything that we saw last week, although it's one week. Everybody in the NFL can look terrible or the, like a juggernaut one week, except for Carolina. They'll never look like a juggernaut. Here we are, friends. Tyreek Hill, over 86 and a half receiving yards. He gets back on track, doing what he's supposed to be last week, only week that he had missed. All season long, just get ready. Get your popcorn ready. Him and CeeDee Lamb going to have a show on, well, it's not turf, it's grass, on grass here in this spot. I feel disturbed that this is where I am here, but Denver opens at five and a half point favorites, and this line is now moved north of that plus seven. And I almost pulled the trigger at plus seven, and I said, nah, I think this half, this hook could come along for the ride, and surely it did. Am I probably going to regret this later? Of course I am. This is not your kids' New England Patriots. This is not your grandfather's New England Patriots, is what I'm going to say. Kids, it's in the future. That that would be an analogy in the future. It's almost 2024. Happy New Year to yours and you and yours. But let's win some bets before then. Oh, yeah. We need to win some bets before then for tax purposes. But anyway, New England plus seven and a half. This is too many points to be getting here against a, a, a Denver team that has been confident. Obviously, we backed them in some of these spots. I wish we had backed them against Buffalo there, although Buffalo, they've been one of those teams that have been sneaky for us all year long. But as you start looking, the Sean Payton has looked smarter and smarter as the weeks have progressed. And since that absolute schlacking that they took in Miami, this has been a playoff-bound football team, at least from the defensive side of the ball. Now, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're going to need some breaks to go their way, and Kansas City started to right the ship there in that AFC West uh, Chargers. If you bet them to miss the playoffs again, you're just raking money every single season. But strength of schedule play. New England, fifth in the entire NFL. They've had a mistake here, a mistake there, that have really changed the complexion of football games. Now, Bailey's happy last week. I don't know what he's doing on that short crossing route. Ends up just throwing it into double coverage. Easy interception. Flipped the entire script of that game because New England was competitive up until that point. And then, you know, Kansas City just held on to things and Kadarius Tony tried to screw it all up like he always does. But this is one of those spots where I think New England, now that it's just 100% Ezekiel Elliott out on the field, which, you know, it's going to be a ton of him yet again here. And you're looking at a Denver side that Javante Williams, I want him to get unleashed. I want him to, but... You know, they went out of their way to go get Samaj P. Ryan, involve him here in this offense, and 
Yeah, there's just a lot of reasons that I think you should be getting the plus seven and a half here. The Patriots, does it suck to have Peppers and Devai and Brown and all of these guys questionable? A lot of defensive injuries that can definitely work against them there and nothing really on the Broncos side? No. But it feels like that's sort of priced in here. And if any of these guys, specifically Devai, Brown, both of them questionable, two of the, uh, well, one's a tackle, one of the best tackles in the NFL. And then Tavai, he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL there on the New England side. We got to be paying attention to news here, but things can still break your way here. And this line has already leaped from five and a half north of a key number. I think it's too high. It's going to be a gross sweat. Oh, what am I doing? New England plus seven and a half half unit. Here's what I definitely am doing though, friends. Odd Shopper, take advantage of this promotion going right now. Promo code GIFT. Now, obviously I get the tools free. I work here, but... I got to tell you from experience, they're wonderful. The positive EV tool and the work our data team has done to unveil that thing and to have it be profitable within the first couple of months of its inception is remarkable. And it's every single sport. It's not just the MLB where it absolutely smashed. But in the NFL streets, this thing is extremely positive value just by taking the top plays in terms of OS rating plugging them in to your sports books, finding the best odds every single day and making more money. Hey, and if you're in a non-legal betting state and listening to this program, you have fantasy optimizers for prize picks, for underdog, for a ton of great spots. You can utilize those to help you with your prop decisions and your projection decisions over there. And then to round it all off, you get also the Parlay Builder, which is an incredible piece for all of you trying to put together those parlays that I see online all the time. Now, not my favorite thing to do unless, you know, you're talking about the pick markets, but I am definitely a fan of finding the best numbers for whatever you decide to bet and having the positive EV tool take advantage of those numbers for you. So check out Odd Shopper Premium. Oh, but that's not all. You also get the premium Discord to see exactly what I'm betting every single Sunday through Friday, in addition to all of the other great analysts that you know and love here on the Odd Shopper channel. So 33.3% off. That takes it below $10 for a week. Takes it below $33.33 for the monthly. Take 33.3% off your first week or month in any capacity. Promo code GIFT at the link below. Hey, good half, uh, good intersection here. We're talking Christmas. Let's talk Monday, friends. It's a merry, merry Christmas if you're a Kansas City Chief because you our 10-point favorites taking on the Vegas Raiders here in this spot. And yes, this kicks off our Monday coverage. I thought I would give you a little bit of a Christmas present and talk through these three games here on Monday. So smash the like button if you haven't already. And if not for me, for the hardest working producer in the game, Jacob, my guy, we appreciate you. But we are going to talk Raiders here first. Josh Jacobs sounds like he's going to be playing football here on Monday, which I didn't see coming necessarily. Thought that they could start to... You know, they don't have to completely pack it in here. They're six and eight. Suppose you could run the table, go nine and eight and see where that lands you. But these are some tough games that Vegas has laying before them here. That's for sure. They're seven and six against the spread. So they've done decently well. Uh, seven, six and one, that is against the spread, as are the Chiefs here in this spot. But uh, as I've started breaking this down, it's Aiden O'Connell versus Patrick Mahomes. And say what you want, Patrick Mahomes, he hasn't been as good. Uh... His PFF grade is still 90.3. It's the second highest in the entire NFL. He has a clean passer rating of 108.3. His big time throw rating is still north of three and a half. And I love everything about his ability here. He's actually the number one ranked quarterback here now, which is cool. That makes sense. He's pretty good, guys. He's pretty good. 
But yeah, if somehow, someway, the Raiders can come out and win this football game, they do have the Colts, they do have the Broncos, two semi-winnable games. The look-ahead line here that I have for it is Colts plus three. There is no look-ahead line that they have available here for the Broncos one yet. I have that as plus two and a half there um, for the Raiders. They'll be small, small dogs there at home against Denver, especially if Denver is still looking to win football games themselves. But anyway, Kansas City, this opened at 11 and it's moved to point, which is a little bit surprising to me, but that's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is we're seeing 95% of route run, uh, routes run on Patrick Mahomes dropbacks for Rashi Rice. He is the number one wide receiver. I don't know. Sky more dinged up. Kadarius Tony's just uh, apparently Satan, according to some people. Travis Kelsey, he's regressed a little bit here. Rashi Rice, friends. He's on the field a metric ton, and you have rapport with Patrick Mahomes in a game that you are 10-point favorites in Arrowhead, and you're getting nearly plus 150 here in the anytime touchdown market. It's a quick click. It's an easy click. You also get some handoffs to those end-arounds. Now, Isaiah Pacheco is expected back, which is kind of what inflated this number a little bit and made it bettable, if you ask me. I wasn't going to bet Rashi Rice at, at even money. But at plus 140, yeah, I'm absolutely going to bet Rashi Rice, the guy who's been the number one for Patrick Mahomes. I would say every single game from a wide receiver percent. Justin Watson's had spots, but like, come on, guys. There's a reason. We finally got him unleashed last week. Finally, 95% of routes run on dropbacks for Patrick Mahomes. Let's go. Anytime touchdown market is getting a workout this week from me. Let's fire it up. Oh, man, this is gross. Now, this opened at 11. I got in at 12. It ended up to 13 and a half. This is kind of what I thought the Buffalo line would do quicker. And well, it's kind of the identical spot in some capacity, but just bet it. Philadelphia coming off of three losses in a row. This Tommy DeVito stuff is, I mean, it's gone too far. This is in Philly. They throw snowballs at Santa in Philly. You think they're, you think they're amped up for this football game? They're going to be amped up for this football game, friends. Tommy DeVito, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem for Tommy DeVito. Again, I got in at 12. I wish you got in at 12, but 13 and a half is still bettable. Half unit. Like, I, I don't really know what to add here other than, yes, Philadelphia's looked awful the last three weeks, but like, you can look awful on the road against some decent teams or in Seattle, one of the tougher home environments that exists in the NFL. They've won some games by the hair of their, uh, by the skin of their teeth. That's what I was looking for. That's a weird analogy. I don't, I don't like that one. We can work on that, but work on this 13 and a half. Let's get to the last game of the night. Baltimore, San Francisco, rounding out the entire NFL slate for Christmas weekend. And it's just as easy as it gets. I think it's just a half unit play here on San Francisco. And here's why Baltimore. Yes, they have looked great at times this season. They are also one of those teams that's been a little bit snake bit. Both of these teams beating 11 and three. And in terms of power rank, PFF have these as number one versus number two. It is the marquee matchup of the weekend. I don't know how you bet against San Francisco ever inside of a touchdown with any team in the NFL. It is just asinine. The strength of schedule the Baltimore Ravens have played is as easy as it gets in the NFL. Actually, not as easy, 27th amongst all qualifying teams. San Francisco, not that they've had this murderer's row to play themselves, but they've taken care of business in such a big way. Not that Lamar Jackson 23-7 against Jacksonville is something to besmirch by any means. But losing on the road in Cleveland week 10 against a bunch, I mean, that was that was brutal. 
There's been a couple of questionable spots here for Baltimore. They've had some good run good here. 34-20 there, the last of the Joe Burrow games. You had the Chargers 20-10 there. Chargers in massive regression mode. The Rams, they went to shootout mode there, 37-31. Matt Stafford's been playing awesome. That's a good win, I guess, for Baltimore, especially when you look in hindsight. And then Jacksonville, I hope you could take advantage of a one-footed Trevor Lawrence there, 23-7. But you look at San Francisco, and they have just put the absolute hurting on everybody here of late friends we have arizona 45 29 28 16 seattle 42 19 philadelphia 31 13 uh seattle it just gets better and better and better the more that you look at it jam it in some capacity i'm gonna call it a like i might turn this into a lock myself but it opened at four and a half i feel like a bummer that i didn't get in there but five and a half half unit easy play for me Ride the hot hand. The best offense in the NFL, San Francisco. The best defense in the NFL, San Francisco. Jam it, friends. Good stuff. Merry Christmas. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know what you're doing for Christmas. Let me know your favorite bets for the weekend. Let me know how much you want to avoid your family on Sunday and Monday. I'm driving to Iowa and then Minnesota and doing some stuff. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to do that. Check out BetMGM, friends. You can sign up for them at the link below. Check out Odd Shopper. Great stuff everywhere. I'm going to get out of here. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Stay safe. Stay merry. And stay wealthy. Let's win some bets. Thank you, Producer Jacob. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck with a week 16 in the NFL. <laughs> it's going to an end soon.